Welcome to episode B of my Bright Think podcast. And in this edition, I'm going to be going through what I found out at the Bet Show 2019. This is an annual event which is held in London's Docklands every January. Amongst the innovators, designers, robotics, everything that you need to know about EdTech, I went on a mission to understand what proved to be the most popular within the EdTech scene and what educators and organisations need to be aware of to create innovative and informative education. BET is geared up to attract stakeholders from all different ages of education. This can range from preschool to post-16. However, I went along looking at what is on offer to support vocational and work-based training. And amongst some of the areas which I found out, it was interesting to see the top 10 things that I believe to be important from BET 2019. From 10 to 1, they included co-learning, mental health in education, British education overseas, VR or virtual reality in learning, online content, augmented reality in learning, code, cyber security, STEM subjects, which are science, technology, engineering and maths, and future skills and soft skills, cyber security. If there's one big element which I can point out as a key message from this year's event, it would be cybersecurity. There is a growing presence of organisations and training centres who offer skills-based training in this area, most of which were backed up by the UK government and the National Cyber Security Centre, the NCSC. Interestingly, this organisation launched its first Cyber First campaign, which is aiming to get more young people into technology and building the skills which can potentially lead to careers in the sector. During the event, they put emphasis on being an area in which the UK is wanting to grow and develop more young people in, and they already run free workshops for many different ages. The NCSC pointed out that some of the key areas where their missing skills gaps were in IT development and people understanding more about how a computer works. This is an area which they were keen to work more with the Department for Education to help them grow more and solve this computing conundrum. They clearly mentioned that there's a shortage of cyber security skills in the UK. Children and young adults are largely unaware of cybersecurity as a profession or a learning pathway where they can follow it to get into the industry. Only 15% of students in England study computer science at GCSE level, 85% of which are boys. How do we encourage more students, especially girls, to enter the industry with a wide range of skills and from a diverse talent pool? The NCSE has focused on finding ways to inspire students to consider cybersecurity careers. This takes many different forms, such as free residential courses, showcase days, online gamified environments, and the degree apprenticeship scheme or bursary scheme. This talk from the NCSE at the event 
incentivize, which enables Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4 and beyond to realize opportunities available to them. And it explains how any teacher can identify and support young adults through their education and into cybersecurity careers. So teachers and students and tutors take note if you spot potential talent out there it may be worth directing them to the ncsc and potential degrees or bursary funds are available the future of work there were many different talking head style events around this subject over the four days of bet and understanding how we can prepare young people to have the skills for the future employment there were interesting discussions which were based on this subject, which led to an understanding that the technology of future children will be working on, it hasn't yet developed. However, curriculum needs to have a bigger emphasis on soft skills, which will be transferable into the future of work. These can focus on skills such as problem solving, working and solving issues under pressure, teamwork and innovation. Now, from my experience at the BET Show 2019 in London, and from my time at the Israeli EdTech Summit in 2018, there were similar messages in how escape rooms can play an important part in learning and development and soft skills in an encouraging way. Something which educators need to understand more about, alongside how skills which young people are developing in computer games such as Fortnite and Minecraft can develop pr a practical skill set. Without even knowing, in these games, players on games are already working collaboratively and other users across the world in solving problems in games and connecting with each other whilst developing communication, leadership skills and more. Even Microsoft has already launched a school's version of Minecraft to help build STEM and code skills. Discussions across the event took part in the arena on how education and business need to blend more. We spoke on the importance of teachers, coaching and educators taking on work experience alongside the students to understand what the place of work looks like now and how it could develop in the future. This was an important message in blending learning and the workplace, which we need to all get better at. Now, with all of this in mind, it seems that there needs to be a more fluid approach to building a curriculum. We need to understand that the problem is economics versus schools and how we perform. Educators and both business professionals all agreed that schools, colleges and training centres shouldn't be mon monitored by exam results or how many learners get into university, but on how well each student has performed in their careers five to ten years down the line, and that institutions should be proud of displaying these statistics now. One thing for sure is that we have a focus on more technical education to make sure we now fill the skills gaps, not just for young people, but also for adults. The UK and other nations are all supporting more movements into science, technology, engineering, mathematics as core subjects to help grow the economy. A majority of this has been put onto a younger workforce and how they're going to develop in the future. However, from my point of view, I'd like to see more going into adult education. 
There's a whole range of demographic of people who went to school, college, university a long time ago, but need to be reskilled and retrained in this industry to help the economy of the future work better for everyone. And of course, an EdTech Summit wouldn't be an EdTech Summit without code. Each year, code plays an important part as we need to introduce more computer science programs. As always, there were a vast amount of startups to corporate giants at bet. These included Google and Microsoft, who are all focusing on a younger audience. However, we believe that a lot of learning techniques from this software can be brought into the 16 plus market and the adult education market. Microsoft has launched a school version of Minecraft, which has already been implemented into primary schools in the Welsh Valleys. Students were asked to code a mine in Wales to understand more about their town's past heritage, whilst other startup businesses like CodeMonkey teach code through interactive play. We feel that children and people are often in fear when they hear the words code and coding, but teaching from a child's point of view, as you would do with languages, would develop not only ICT skills, but problem solving and working on challenges. Therefore, we believe that a lot of the software out there which is geared to a much younger age group could be developed into the adult and 16 plus education market to help train the economy and the people of today into skills which we need to help grow the economies of the future. Online learning. As always, this area continues to grow. The main elements which I feel educators need to think about more is the engagement of online learning and how it can be linked to the classroom to create outcome-based content. This is where I feel a lot of industries or institutions fall flat on. They're making content for a learning outcome as opposed to making it for a career outcome. And when we look at online learning, we need it to be career outcome focused as well as engaging. A series of videos just doesn't fit the bill anymore and it's about the content and the course creation that fits that. The technology to make great online learning is already out there and I feel that there's been vast improvements in the affordability of equipment to help make and produce online courses and content. This is something which Outcourse can help you with, from making content and producing a full learning system. We can speak to you on a one-to-one -one basis or help you just produce content to even match a curriculum. From our technicians to our tutors, assessors and internal qualifiers, we can help produce something that will meet your organisation. And last but not least, let's look at co-learning or collaborative learning and working together, which is proving to be a more vital component in the classroom and online. Google has made huge developments in terms of their classroom and workshop-based learning using their Jamboard. Using freehand writing and the Jamboard pen, educators are able to deliver sessions where machine learning helps to build shapes, letters and writing on Jamboard. Students in the classroom are able to see everything through their own Jamboard, which are on portable devices. This was one of the only live collaborative learning devices which had more detail in it at the event. 
Whilst there were other interactive learning screens for front of class, Jamboard seems to aim more at the market which is focusing on collaboration rather than the screen. The Jamboard app is free to download on Google Play and iTunes and you can try it out to see how well it works. The Jamboard front of class screen is the only piece of hardware and the product which comes at a cost to the school or the training centre. Microsoft has also launched Flipgrid, which allows students to voice their opinion, something which might not have happened with shy students in the class. The technology is built on small videos which are uploaded to the platform where questions and views can be asked. For me, this software is great to show how learners can interact outside of the classroom and a great way in which evidence can be gathered on their skills and what they've learned in their learning journey. Both Microsoft and Google were there to promote their own versions of collaborating students and educator online communication methods. Whilst Microsoft continues to grow its Office 365 and education suite, including SharePoint, Google is continuing to step up its game with Google for Education. I was particularly impressed with the links from Google Forms to Jamboard and how students can use image and knowledge search throughout its search engines to allow students to demonstrate knowledge, embed citations and allow teachers to analyse the performance. To vote on the two tech giants is really hard, they're equally as good, but I feel training centres should be paying more attention to Google when setting up their online account and assignment, submission and collaboration over SharePoint and Microsoft Teams. However, this is just my view at the moment, and soon I'm going to publish some content on a full pro and con versions of each types of software. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this edition of Brightcast. We've covered many key areas which I picked up from BET 2019 here in London. Don't forget to stay tuned to my Brightcast every two weeks where I'll be uploading content based on EdTech, education, learning and development. In the meantime, if you want to chat with me, you can do. On Twitter, I'm there under Bobby Mitten and you can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook, the contents of which you'll find on the main introduction of this broadcast. Until next week and the week after, I hope you enjoy a week of learning and developing business and speak to you soon.